Welcome to Not Your Asian, a podcast centered on the Asian American experience, where we have real conversations about real issues facing the AAPI community. We hope you enjoy. So today we have Sauce Listees here on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yay, I am so excited to be here and honored to be here and grateful for this opportunity. So thank you. Uh, thanks, Nicole. And I'm, I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, so um, I go by Sauce Main Listees. I run a YouTube channel called LA Stees Life. Um, but you could call me Saint. Um, that's my, uh, it's, it's the more reasonable name that um, I go by as well, Saint. Um, I am a Korean American from LA, uh, SoCal native. Um, and so that's why I thought jumping on the, on this podcast would be just very appropriate and, and just a cool opportunity. Um, I, uh, my professional industries that I work in is in like finance. Um, I just finished my master's, uh, from a really cool school out here in LA. I'm very proud of, uh, you know, being an LA resident. Um, and yeah, I uh, originally grew up in Orange County, um, California, and I've uh, been living in LA for about the past five years now. So that's a little bit about me. Awesome. So what inspired your YouTube channel and what do you hope to do with it in the future? All right. Sounds good. Uh, so my YouTube channel is actually brand new. It started about a month and a half ago. And, uh, you know, to begin, you know, I, like I said, I'm a big fan of living here in LA, like not just the weather, but there's so many just cool things that I'm a part of. You know, there's, there's a lot of culture here, you know, there's uh, streetwear, there's music, there's fashion, there's cars, there's a lot of cool things. Uh, Prior to working in finance, which is what I do now, I worked in the clothing industry for uh, four years. Um, so, you know, those are just a little bit about me, like streetwear. So I got a lot of streetwear items and stuff behind me. And that's just like my life. It's not my life, like, uh, produced for YouTube. It's my life. And then um, a few weeks ago, before I start, right before I started my YouTube channel, I got a hold of a really cool uh, new Travis Scott shoe, some Jordans, and I was like, instead of just unboxing it, I want to record myself unboxing this because I like this, and um, and then I recorded myself doing that, and I showed it to some friends, and they were like, just put it up on YouTube. I, this is this is good, <laughs> and I started doing that, and then I realized YouTube is really fun i'm enjoying it um and i i realized the, how like a good way to use it which is just keep it casual you know and, and like youtube live is a really cool thing that i'm just starting to learn about and it's like you know this is my my youtube zone right here this couch so i'll just go on youtube live and just chat about like spot sports you know chat about you know whatever's on my mind and and just have a good time and and so that's what my channel is about it's a lifestyle vlog about my life here in la and it's called la steez life um so yeah and originally uh my instagram handle i used to go by just sauce main because you know i just i just liked it you know i'm, I'm, I'm the sauce main and then after i made la steez life 
I realized it read Lusties. And if you know Gucci Mane, uh, Gucci Mane's full name, he goes by Gucci Mane LaFlair. And then Travis Scott calls himself LaFlame in, in a sort of tribute to that. And so when I saw Lusties, I was like, I, I'm already Sauce Mane. I should just add it just like Gucci Mane. And so that's how I became Sauce Mane Lestees for my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that's what I go by. And um, and as far as what I want, hope to do with it, it's just, you know, just kind of showcasing the LA steezy lifestyle. Um, but from my perspective and my identity and my lens, which is Asian American and Korean American, you know? And it's not something that I'm just gonna ignore and pretend like it's not a part of my life, you know, like it absolutely is. So that's why I thought jumping on here and talking about that would be a, would be just an awesome experience. Uh, but yeah, that's what I wanna do with my channel is sort of just show LAST's life from my perspective, which is from a Korean American LA resident here, you know? Um, and I hope that uh, it sounds interesting to me. <laughs> so I hope it sounds interesting to others. And, uh, and that's what I want to do with my channel is to, to grow it and to kind of create that platform. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, like you said, your Korean American identity, like it's a part of who you are. And so that's just naturally going to come out in in your YouTube videos and the things that you talk about and the things that you experience. And I mean, personally, and I, I mean, I feel like other BIPOC people feel this way, but it feels nice to see like a creator who looks like you and has the same experiences as you as well. Um, so mm -hmm. I think that'll be really interesting to see come out in your YouTube channel. I totally agree with you. It's definitely, you know, I definitely don't see others, a lot of other figures in, on YouTube that are doing this thing that look like me, you know, mm -hmm. so I agree with you. Um, I'm, I'm excited about it because of that as well. So living in L.A., how would you define the Asian American lifestyle there in L.A.? Yeah, so, man, I love that question. So I grew up here in, in SoCal. Um, I moved around a little bit, but I grew up around Orange County and being Asian American in Orange County and in, in the LA County area as well, you're not a minority. Uh, maybe if you're in some like kind of not, uh, maybe in some parts of town, but generally if you grew up here, you and you're an Asian American, you had lots of Asian American friends. You had a lot of, a lot of Asian American people, peers around you growing up. Um, so that's, that was kind of just how I grew up. And then you, and then you grow up and you see the world and you realize, Hey, wow, we are a minority, you know, we are a minority and, uh, there's things that are not completely, uh, fair, right. Racial injustices, right. Um, you know, it's it's not it's not uh, completely an equal experience for every race, mm -hmm. right? If you're a certain race, your your experience is different. And so, you know, coming of age and becoming an adult, 
you know, I, I did see that. And and to talk about Asian American lifestyle here in LA, I think as you grow up into an adult, there's different types of lifestyles, right? Uh, generally, it's uh, like the um, uh, professional workforce is what, you know, um, some evolve into. Um, I feel like culturally, there's definitely less of a presence of Asian Americans in LA culture and, and US culture, you know, like music, media, entertainment shows. Like to me, if I had to just pick one person who I would say is a, a cool Asian American figure in the media, it's really hard, but culturally, and I, I rather in the media, the in culture, you know, if I had to pick one Asian American person, I would say it would be Ben Baller. I don't know if you if you know him, but you know, like he's like to me like like a, a cool person in LA who really attained success with his life. You know, like mm -hmm. LA native, but was able to, you know, create his businesses and and do all his different business projects and become successful. And to me, it's like let's go. That's what I'm talking about. So, in a nutshell in a <laughs> not very brief but that's a little bit about how I, I would define the asian american lifestyle my asian american lifestyle here in la yeah i think um you know like you said the asian population in la is is pretty big you know compared to most places in the u.s and i can kind of relate to that because i mean in hawaii there's it's majority asians and so I grew up, you know, with just Asian people around me and it didn't feel weird. I didn't realize that that wasn't like, I guess, the normal. Um, so it, it wasn't until, you know, later in life, in my adulthood, when I realized like this, you know, people, people are racist to Asian people. People don't like Asian people sometimes. There's these these wrong misconceptions that that people have of us that you know we just go to school get a good job start a family um mm -hmm. so i i like how you you pinpointed that and yeah i mean there there is so much more to life and i think i mean i've only been to la like a couple of times but definitely seems like there's you know a lot a lot going on a lot to do a lot a lot more you can do than most places exactly. um so yeah it's great that you're you're really taking advantage of that what what would you say exactly. are like some of the biggest challenges of being an asian american in la uh, um biggest challenges of being asian american in la and i'm sure this applies to anywhere in the US and then anywhere in the rest of the world where you're not, uh, you're, you're a minority. Uh, but, you know, I mean, like you, like you brought up, you know, first of all, there's just people who are just haters or who are racist, right? And sometimes you can just tell, right, just straight from the get go. Oh, you know, this, this, this person's coming at me with a little bit of an aggressive attitude. You know, it's either he's having a really shitty day <laughs> or, or he's just, uh, 
you know, not being nice to me for some reason. And I don't know this person. So, you know, I think we Asian Americans, as we grow up here and we come into our, our, our own selves and become an adult and we like for guys, you become your own man. You sort of learn to sort of just be aware of that possibility. And it happens sometimes, right? It happens sometimes. And you just got to you got to stand tall. You got to stand strong. You got to be like, hey, I'm here. I'm American and I'm not about to take no shit. You know, so you bet you need to come at me with respect and you'll get the same treatment from me. But don't come at me with aggression because then we're not talking or, you know, I don't Yeah, I'm not doing nothing with you. You know, so that's kind of like a mental. Uh, uh, it's it's like it's like almost like that Pokemon Metapod where his only move is Harden. <laughs> right. And it's like you're hardening your shell kind of. But not in a negative way, but kind of just like building your inner strength, mm -hmm. you know, building your inner strength. And then so there's incidents like that where I mean, of course, we're not I'm not talking about the explicit incidents that are on the news and stuff. I'm talking about really everyday things. Right. And um, so there's incidents like that. And then there's incidents where somebody says something and it's really just like, I don't accept that. And I'm. I'm proud to be the one that's not accepting that. And I'm proud to be the one that's going to say something if, if someone says something and I didn't like that. And um, there's two um, incidents that I want to highlight. Um, and uh, they were both incidents of microaggression. And uh, I think, you know, Asian Americans are the recipients of microaggressions all the time every single second minute hour somebody in the u.s is being the recipient of a racist uh, comment like like a micro like a microaggression you know and when we were growing up we don't we don't realize it's it's rude we don't realize it's it's wrong you know like aha you just you just made a comment that alluded to my my race ah but haha funny but that's what I really like about what's going on. One of the silver linings to everything that's going on right now, there's a lot of social turmoil and, and a lot of, you know, tension. But people are becoming more aware and being more realizing that what was wrong, realizing what was wrong before. I'm glad that people are sort of waking up to it. And then there's, there's things like, oh, cancel culture is too much and uh you know like it's 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 too much and i'm like that's true in a in a sense but in a lot of ways cancel culture the threat of cancel culture is making people behave better and th that's a hundred percent fact you know now people are like going back on their twitters and like deleting all these things that they might have said 10 years ago they're like holy shit that's not going to fly anymore right. if they're trying to run for public <laughs> office they're trying to run for a ceo of a public company they're trying to run for uh, something huge like that they better be fucking careful of that sometimes it's a little severe however ultimately there is good that is com comes out of the existence of cancel culture cuz now people can't say it. they're they're really careful with what they're saying. Am mm -hmm. I gonna be on cam? If I if I'm gonna be on TV, if I'm gonna be on something, if someone's recording me on Instagram, something, 
people are like, I got to watch what I say. I don't want to come off as racist. I don't want to come off as ignorant because they're not. They're genuine people. They're good people. But we, we just all grew up in a culture that some of it was acceptable before, but it's not anymore. Um, so I want to preface with that, that I, I like how society is really waking up to being more aware of minority people's feelings of racial comments and of, of microaggressions. So the two incidents that I want to highlight, the first one is uh, when I joined my master's program. Um, uh, yeah, so I go to a, you know, I, I did my master's at a really cool school here in LA. Uh, it's like definitely in like the top three in terms of just being well known. Uh, really cool school. And I started my, my master's program there um, and getting into the, the grad school, uh, you know, it was one of the proudest accomplishments I ever did up to that point. When I got accepted, I'm gonna just tell, say the school name. It's USC. Let's go, fight on, I said it, yeah. <laughs> All right, so USC, I'm a huge Trojan, let's go. When I got into USC grad school, it was one of the most proudest moments of my life, of myself. You know, like, man, like, my life story is a whole different podcast. There's so much behind it. But <laughs> I couldn't believe that I got into USC. You know, yes. the one of the biggest schools in L.A. That I, and I grew up here. So I'm like, I know how, what a big thing that is. And I'm like, so happy I get in. And then in our program, it's like one of the first, um, you know, where it's like, it's like in the beginning of the, of the program. And we just form, formed a team for team projects. And it's like our first team meeting within our, our, our te my team with my peers, with my student peers. And uh, we're just getting to know each other and really having a good time. I'm really having a good time. And then there's one person that goes, uh, so what are you, right? And uh, we've all kind of gotten that question all the time. Uh, but it's, it's not a, it's like, really you you know i don't want this question to be publicly asked to me in this new team meeting where i'm you know like right and so i was like it's like to that to that question i was my and this is sort of like a a go-to response that i have it's like when someone asks me what are you i just tell them do you want to take a guess yeah i want to hear what you your guesses are and that so i said oh you know why don't you take a guess you know and so the other person goes, um, I can't tell you guys apart. I don't know. Like out loud, like in front of my other new teammates. It's like a, a team meeting of like six people. Goes, I can't tell you guys apart. I don't know. And I was like, wow, that was rude. You Jeez. know, like, wow. Like, I don't even, <laughs> we're all just meeting for the first time, you yeah. know? And so I was really just emotionally a little bit affected by that. And I was like, I can't believe I'm in this team with this person who's just said this thing to me, yeah. you know? And this was prior to COVID. So it was still normal, pre-COVID normal times. And there was less of this Asian American kind of uh, identity, you know, that, that's in, in the social conscience now, right? Mm -hmm. So at that point, it was really not comfortable for me to just speak up right away and, and call that out. So yeah. I did it. But during that same incident, in a later part of the conversation, 
uh, I had my work laptop with me and uh, my work laptop couldn't access any Google uh, functionality sites like Google Docs, Google Sheets, solely for the company's you know, privacy measures, mm. right? And so I say, we're, we're working on the project and I say, oh, I can't access Google Docs from my computer. And that same person says, oh, you can't ask, you, you can't access Google? What, what do you work for a Chinese company or something? And again, oh. I'm just like, geez, like, what? You know, That's... and I was just like. Wow. I mean, I got to say, I feel like the second one was just outright racism. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, like, first of all, if you're right, if you're in a situation like that, and then someone is just like, what are you? It seems, I mean, personally, if I was in that situation, I would feel like it's a little bit in intrusive in a way, especially like being asked in front of a huge group. And in that way, it's like, oh, okay. I, mm. <laughs> Um, so right, I, right. Yeah, I totally feel you on that. Um, and I mean, that second comment is just, right. I mean, that's, that's outright racist. That's, did anyone well, say anything to that or? There was, there was a, a brief moment of silence. And then, so that team chemistry never recovered from that, mm. never recovered from that. And, um, yeah, so uh, the chemistry just was from the get-go, just kind of just off because yeah. of that. But yeah, I remember just feeling very offended because me at that time, at that moment, I just got into USC, so happy, right. and I also just started uh, working in the in the in the finance industry. Again, amazing accomplishment that I am so proud of. Yeah, I I at that moment I was so proud of, and. I, you know, I so, you know, consider myself American, mm -hmm. right? And I worked so hard. I worked, studied so hard in undergrad, along with doing everything else in my life. Like I had to, there was, I had to work really hard. You know, I was like working and going to school. I was doing all that stuff. And I, I get into this, you know, company and I'm really proud of all that. And all this person can say is, oh, you work for a Chinese company? And it's like, wow, you're really just throwing, you know, stepping down on everything I did and all the things that I'm proud of just because I, I am Asian. In your eyes, I look Asian. You know, it was just incredibly offensive. And um, so that's one of the main, like, incident that I that I kind of highlight when we talk about microaggressions and um, ultimately I think there was there was like a half-hearted apology in the end and um, the great thing is that we were all gra grad students so we're all smart everyone there in that program at USC is a smart person so the great thing is that the environment did not really encourage further ignorance so from other peers and, and from that, you know, it was just, and especially with the timeline changing towards a more socially conscious, you know, like because of everything that's happened this past year, two years or so, mm -hmm. 
fortunately, the environment has been really good in 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 the school and and just you know your environment with your peers. So, uh, yeah. Um, ultimately, I think we all grew out of that. I think that person maybe hopefully grew a little bit. Uh, I grew in the sense that I am very comfortable talking about this, right? You know, I was like, like what? You know, like just sitting there minding my own business, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and, yeah. and uh, it, it really encouraged me to stand up for, for against comments that are, that are inappropriate, you know? So yeah. I'll, I'll go into my, my activity in, 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 in that diversity and inclusion uh, in, a little bit later in our chat. Uh, but that was the first incident. Um, yeah. uh, and then my second incident of microaggression. And so again, the question you asked me was, what are some of the biggest challenges of being an Asian American in LA, right? So that's why I'm talking about these microaggressions. The second microaggression happened actually very recently that I want to talk about. Not the second mm -hmm. microaggression period, but the second microaggression I want to talk about happened very recently, yeah. about a few weeks ago. And I'm hanging out in a social setting with uh, um, maybe three other people, you know, where, where uh, you know, just kind of just chilling. You know, it was in my, my uh, it was in one of their houses, one, one person's home. And we're having a good time, and uh, we're actually playing a game. We're playing like King's Cup or something. Just, uh, <laughs> just really having. To, and I, ha I haven't played that in like a like a long time, years and years. And we're just having a good time. And then one of them says, uh, "So you know BTS, right? Everyone knows mm -hmm. BTS, right? Yeah. The Korean K-pop group." And um, and I'm gonna talk. And, and, I mean, BTS, that's a whole nother subject. But, uh, but um, in, the, in the King's Cup game, there was one situation where, you know, the, if you flip the card, you, we had to do a dance move or something. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like, so we each had to do a dance move. And then the next person had to remember, do that dance move and then add a dance move. And okay, so yeah. by the time it came to my turn, like I was doing like a whole bunch of dance moves and just having a good time. And this one person... You know, I'm gonna call that person a friend because you know that person is a good person, and, and we 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 cleared this up. But he says, um, "Oh, we got BTS over here," because I, I was just doing these dance moves, and I was like, honestly, at that point, we were still I was not very familiar with this person, mm. you know. And actually, this whole setting, we were not we're not like close friends or anything, you know. We're just kind of like just starting to get to know each other. And I was like, oh man, I'm having a good time. And here I, you know, like I get like a BTS, you know, like comparison, like just cause I'm, I'm Asian American. And I'm like, you know, man, how do I go about this? You know, like I'm emotionally unhappy, you know, for why does it have to be BTS? You know, I don't want to be compared to BTS to be straight up honest with you. <laughs> you know, like I don't, I don't see myself resemble like my, myself resembling any BTS member. You know, to me, that's not what I like. That's not what I, you know, I like rap. I like hip hop. If I was compared to like a rapper or a hip or a hip hop artist or something, I would have maybe taken that as a compliment. But I didn't. I didn't like that BTS comparison. So, 
you know, I, I was like, I called it out right there. You know, like I called it out maybe like 10 minutes later. Mm. Um, and I was like, Hey, uh, I know we're having a good time and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, we're, you're just being funny, but, uh, I didn't appreciate that you, with the BTS comment, you had to allude to what my race is. And yeah. because of my race, you had to make a, a, a racial comment uh, alluding to my race, you know, and I'm my own man and we don't fully know each other that well. So I um, am bringing this up to clear this up right now because I'm not gonna just take it and just let not let it slide, you know? So, and the person, you know, immediately right away uh, responded with, dude, I'm totally sorry. I totally get what you're saying. Uh, and, and just immediately came like that. And I was like, you know, if you're apologizing, I completely accept it, you know, like, uh, yeah. but at me as my own man, I'm not, you know, I need to do myself a favor and bring this up, you know, uh, for my emotional well-being and my mental health being me mental well-being. So, uh, I called it out right there and, um, and then we kind of talked about it for a while. So it was, it was, it, so what happened was not that person, but another person who is uh, a, a family relative of that person came to his defense and was like, okay, but you didn't have to say it out loud. You could have just spoken to him privately. And I was like, first of all, this doesn't involve you. And second, that comment was said to me in a public setting. So I want to address it back to everyone else who heard it. I don't want to just tell him I didn't like it. I want everybody who heard that to also know that this is not okay with me. And that moving forward, this, this shouldn't be, an, you know, don't just, don't just make Asian comments, you know, just because yeah. I'm Asian. So yeah. there was a whole discussion and uh, that person was a little bit younger, I believe, and just coming to just coming to that person's family member's defense. So, mm -hmm. but at that moment, I just remember feeling like, wow, here I am just trying to do a good thing and standing up for myself and not even the the main person, but someone else is trying to make it like sweep this under the rug and try yeah. to put the blame on me, you know? And I'm feeling that I'm like, wow, like, no, no. You know, like I'm putting my foot, like foot down I'm not taking any of this. This is what happened and I'm addressing it. Yeah. And I'm proud of myself for that. And I hope that with Asian American listeners and viewers, that is something that people can take away is too many times Asian Americans, we're just like, ha ha, funny, sweep it under the rug, get over it. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I think sometimes, I mean, not sometimes, I think a lot of times, like as Asian Americans, we, we're almost sort of like guilt tripped into making a big deal about things like this when it it is a big deal. Like the fact that you are trying to sweep it under the rug just shows that you know that you're in the wrong and that you've you've done something, you've said something offensive. Mm -hmm. um, and exactly. I think, you know, and that's that's why Asian Americans don't or typically have not spoken up because that's that's the kind of reaction we get like hey you're you're making a big deal out of nothing just calm down just chill when in fact that i mean that's not our experience and i 
I think you were right to call that out, and I'm I'm glad you did, especially 100%. in a group setting, because like you said, everyone else heard that comment too, and I mean, right. some people might not even be thinking about it. They might just think like, oh, that was a funny thing and not realize that it affected you. So I think it's good that mm -hmm. you called it out in the group so that not only the person who said that, but that, you know, people right. who were around spectating, right. observing what was happening also realized that, you know, that was a hurtful thing and that's not something that is okay to say to right. a person. It takes guts to do that, you know? And I'm not saying, yeah. I'm not saying that like just trying to like put myself in the, in the in, you know, like, I'm not saying that like that. I'm saying for you, for the listeners, it's gonna be uncomfortable for you to speak up. Uh, and it was uncomfortable for me. My heartbeat started ra racing faster, right? Uh, it's just, you know, it's uncomfortable. But I'm not going to just address it to just the person who told me that privately. Because then everybody else is going to still think that's acceptable. Right. Right. And exactly. that's not what I'm, uh, I'm not trying to just like, oh, me and you, I, I need to solve this between me and you. No, I'm trying to solve this between whatever is around me, you know, yeah. um, so that's why yeah, I thought it was important to address it publicly back. And then to answer to uh, to to comment on, on, on the part that you spoke just before that, uh, it is. It, people just sweep it under the rug. A Asian Americans ourselves, we sweep it under the rug because it's become so internalized. It's internalized racism. Oh, making Asian jokes is okay. You know, even though you're Asian, it's like, ha ha, you know, it's, it's just an accepted thing. Mm -hmm. And that's not, that's just, that's the remnant of a racist past. That is uh, of the racist history in America. Everybody knows mm -hmm. that, right? So moving forward, I want to make a better world. You know, I want this world to be better, right? And I, I'm going to do my all to make it better. But that's what I, I, I want to push is is um, just making things better step by step by kind of raising more awareness against that, against uh, microaggressions and racial aggressions. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think what you said earlier about how, you know, microaggressions, they're not always intentional. I, I totally agree with that, but at the same time, you know, they still need to be called out. And I mean, maybe maybe that guy who, who said that to you Maybe he wasn't aware that, you know, what he was saying was offensive, but just to to bring awareness to that, to the fact that it, it is offensive is important because oftentimes microaggressions are said without really thinking about them in advance. And that, I mean, that's kind of the issue, right? We don't always think about what we say and think about how, you know, it can impact others. Um, so that, that's a really good point that you made there. Yeah. Uh, that's, I'm, I'm happy to really expose that and, and share those, those, the type of things that we go through every day, you know, that the challenges of being a, you know, Asian American in, in America, in LA for me, which you think about it, LA probably has one of the largest Asian American, uh, population. So I can't imagine, you know, I can't imagine, um, uh, just how much more goes on in, you know, uh, uh, some random, you know, places in the, in, in the U.S. Yeah. 
Do you feel like um, the diversity in LA has helped to mitigate racism and misconceptions about AAPI people? Diversity in LA, um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We have a community here of Asian Americans, a large, we have a significant presence of Asian Americans here in LA. So absolutely, I mean, LA, anyone has been to LA, you have heard of Koreatown. As a Korean American, I'm really proud of that. You know, like uh, the Korean Americans here, you know, when they immigrated here, man, you know, like the, the history of Koreatown is just, you know, working hard, you know, just making the most of it and just, uh, yeah, doing your best in life. And the Koreatown sort of, kind of encapsulates that, you know, when you visit it. Um, so I think the diversity in L.A. is absolutely um, key uh, to mitigating racism Uh I think Koreatown here, uh, I don't live in Koreatown. I, I live on the west side, but um, it's like the largest Koreatown outside of Korea, I believe, in the world. Oh, it's, wow. it's here in LA. So uh, really cool. Uh, but but not only that, I mean, there's a, lot, a huge Asian American presence in SoCal, um, like in Orange County as well. And like Orange County people, some of them have never even been to like LA Koreatown. So it's just so big. But there's a large presence, and um, and then and so it's great. But I also think it's there could be more, you know. And this goes back to just you know Asian Americans being kind of internalizing and accepting that racism and not not speaking up against it. Like when I saw all these hate crimes happening over the past year against Asian Americans, it was mind blowing. It's terrible. Right. And I'm like, just like, gosh, these elderly are being murdered. These kids are being the victim of bullying and uh, uh, physical bullying. These uh, women, Asian American women are being targeted and murdered uh, and, and males, a Asian American males being attacked, brutally attacked elderly being pushed onto subway tracks in 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 la i mean no not no in new york fucking crazy you know and this all started happening last about a year ago a little more than a year ago with the onset of covid and i'm seeing all this on instagram and i'm just like what is going on what and what can i like i feel a very much a certain way about this i'm very unhappy about this what can i do so the first thing I was, the, the one thing I decided to do that could be productive was to repost this on my Instagram. So whenever it would come up, I would share it on my Instagram story. And at first, was it uncomfortable? Yeah. You know, it's going to be uncomfortable for everybody. It's like, wow. You know, like, what, you know, like, just, are you, uh, you know, like, what is it? Like, just, like... Asian Americans are just so culturally, they're like, oh, we don't want to, we don't want to talk about, uh, you know, being Asian American or, 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 or that type of thing. There's that sort of like, you know, there's that internalized shame and, and guilt or not guilt, but racism. Um, and so for me, even for me, it was uncomfortable to first share it in my post. Cause it's like, here, this, this is my Instagram. 
you know, every, everyone does their own thing on Instagram, you know, but here I am uh, all of a sudden posting all these graphic news items that are happening. Mm-hmm. But as I was doing that, I knew I was doing a good thing because here I am spreading awareness. And this was a year ago prior to it kind of reaching the mainstream media yet. So here I am reposting and resharing this, this happened, this happened. I'm, I'm furious. This is not acceptable. I'm reposting it. And I, I, I got a lot of support back. People responding to me, this is wrong, be supp- being supportive to me. Uh, but then I was also shocked, like, why isn't there more? You know, like, like at, in, like, there's there's so many like Asian uh, American students in 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 the university and grad school uh, world, right? And there's so many there, and I I I'm not hearing much from my peers. Yeah, I'm like the loudest one, and I'm like, really we live in in this place where there's so many asian americans and i i feel like i'm the loudest one where is everybody else why is nobody else speaking up like me everybody's just so ashamed and so embarrassed they're like ah this is wrong but i don't want to talk about it you know i I, someone else is going to talk about it like i am talking about it you know um so it's just like i was uh just like People need to talk about this more. My Asian American peers need to talk it up, talk about it as much as I'm doing, and I, I really felt that way. And then, and then more crimes were happening more, and then there was that shooting. Eventually, it reached a point where it was like nobody can ever escape it, right? So yeah. people did. I did see a lot more people eventually talk, you know, uh, uh, you know, talk about it you know, and, and voice about it, you know, and I'm glad, uh, but, um, it, it needs to grow It ne- the, the community and the solidarity for Asian Americans needs to grow to, to re to mitigate the injustices and the crimes and the racism that is, uh, happening against Asian Americans. And, and, and of course, racism in general, right? Um, so to that question, I would, I would, I would close with that, which is, um, the community there is there, which is great, but it's very silent right now. So it's, it's been getting better and, uh, more people are, are, are voicing these injustices and, and fighting back against racism, but I think it needs to continue and continue further and grow. Yeah, I I completely agree. And I think to kind of go back to what you were saying earlier about Asian Americans not really speaking up, I, I think that kind of just goes back to, you know, the, the way that we've been conditioned as Asian Americans, which is to to stay quiet, to be silent, to just take it for what it is and to internalize it, just keep it in. Um, and so I think that in a way that's sort of like the natural instinct. And so when, you know, when some people were, were starting to speak out, it, it didn't really hit people like this is, this is my chance. I I should be saying something. Um, and like you said, it's, 
it's really scary to speak up for the first time, especially since our Asian community, we've we've never experienced this much attention. We've never had this much media coverage. We've never had this much attention on us before. And I Perhaps. think, so I, I mean, I think part of that too is like, okay, we have all of this attention. Like, what do we do with it now? I think some people, they didn't know what to do with it at first. They were kind of just in awe. Um, and then, you know, after mm -hmm. the shooting in Atlanta, kind of like dumbstruck. Said, yeah, people can't, people can't be silent anymore. People, you know, mm -hmm. like now is the time people are, are speaking up and other people right. are, are listening. And, you know, it's great. This is the first time that something like this is happening, but we, we need to keep speaking out. We need to keep pushing for these issues and raising awareness and advocating for change. Um, Let's go a hundred percent. And I'll just add to that really quickly. Yeah, it is uncomfortable. It is tough, but there's resources out there. And uh, so I would say first, you know, one of the easiest things you can do is talk to somebody, you know, reach out to somebody and try to reach out to somebody who's, who knows more than you, who's maybe more more educated than you, who is uh, further in their career than you, you know, who's older than you, right? Uh, just bring it up. Ask them for a minute of their time, bring it up, talk about it, see how you feel. And there's so that's the first step. That is the first step. I'll, 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 I'll say, uh, during my time in grad school, this, this past year, uh, all this was happening, and that's how I, it started for me, right? Speaking up a little bit, and um, and then I would receive all the support, and eventually I took part in coordinating like five, like four or five events, like they were Zoom meeting events, obviously because we were all in lockdown, but where we were able to bring in panelists from industries, like professionals, Asian American professionals, we were able to have them come in and talk about their experience, you know, provide their their insight, you know, and there's just so much more learning we can do, you know, like, like I mean, like information we can gain and just such valuable uh, just discussion. So mm -hmm. there was, and then, you know, there was this, there was like, an event where you know me and a couple people put together uh we were part of a student organization and um and that's how this event sort of got put together and we're just like we're, we're hosting this zoom event we're going to talk about all the crimes against asian americans right now and we just uh put it out there uh in our portal like the student portal and all that um and uh the highest attendance we got was like 70 something people which is amazing, you know, and just people, not just not, I mean, so many of them were not a, not Asian Americans. They were not Asians, you know? So it was like people of all races, you know, uh, just coming in because they also wanted to hear from us. They also were concerned. They wanted to share their support. So the more you, speak up against injustices, you will see more help come to you. Um, and that's what I wanted to add to that is, uh, don't, don't be afraid because once you really muster the courage to, 
to to fight against wrong, to speak up against wrong, you will find more more and more help as you go. So there's a lot of uh, resources out there. Um, you know, talk to people you respect uh, and uh, just get start that discussion. And uh, ultimately, you will find in yourself a lot of growth. Yeah, so, I think yeah, I think. Yeah, I think reaching out and starting the discussion is an important first step. And like you said, if if you don't speak out, no one can come and and show their support for you. So it's you know, it's about us Asian people continuing to speak up about these issues and you know, you're going to find that there are a lot of people who who want to support you, but you need to say something first. Um, and I think that's where, where right. the lack of awareness and support um, comes from because Asian Americans have never really spoken up before because, like I said, we've been conditioned to just be silent, to keep it inside. Um, right. And so, you know, if that's the case, no one can show their support. So it really lies on on us speaking speaking out and others coming and showing their solidarity with us right 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 yeah so i mean yeah to go on a positive note i think that's something that you know is a positive outlook for for you know for us and the, and the world yeah so you know those uh those are some of my experiences of, of here in la and uh you know ultimately you know we're here to enjoy life and have a good time and be good people you know and that's what you know that's that's what i'm all about you know that's what this la steez life is all about so i uh, hope my uh responses were um were interesting at the very least <laughs> yeah no, I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast, Saint, and thank you so much for sharing your, your experiences about living in L.A. as an Asian American. So, like I said, I'm running my YouTube channel. Um, it's called L.A. Steez Life on YouTube. Um, my Instagram is L.A. Steez Life, one word with a Y. Uh, yeah, and so, you know, I showcase about my life, and uh, it's just a lifestyle vlog. I uh, just, I do a lot of unboxings. So, you know, I get a lot of, you know, I unbox whatever, you know, cool items. And, and then I also go on lives and I, I just go on uh, monologues to just talk about different stuff. You know, I talk about sports a lot. Um, I talked about like Naomi Osaka recently, um, the NBA. Um, yeah. So if you're listening, uh, please check out my YouTube. Please uh, consider subscribing, you know uh it's a brand new channel so anyway uh yeah please subscribe to my channel check out my stuff uh I, i'm reachable on on instagram just dm me leave a comment on one of my videos i'll respond uh and i yeah i again stoked to be here um thank you and yeah um happy to you know happy to you know provide uh, a little bit about uh, my experience so Thanks a lot, Nicole.
Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on another episode of Not Your Asian.